You're listening to Sin 90.7 FM and this is Stories and You, um, the show where we talk about stories from everyday life and the moments that we take away from them. This week's topic is conversations and uh, sort of like idea that had stemmed from the topic of conversations was code switching and talking about how you switch between different ways that you speak and the vernacular you use depending on the people you're around and the language that you're switching between. We, um, you're with Everman Eunice and we have an extra host with us today. We have Ken. How are you going, Ken? I am doing all right. Thanks for joining us today. No, I'm happy to be the third voice. That's <laughs> <laughs> definitely... It's been a while since I've been on air, yeah. but I'm excited. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's a really cool topic. I'm down for this. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you have some cool stuff to say. I was going to, like, I was going to ask a question, like, um, sort of, like, to do with the way that we hmm. filter ourselves when we're around people that are older than us. And I was kind of curious, like, do you guys find that, like, when you're around people that you sort of consider elderly, that you're meant to be showing respect to, hmm. that you change the way that you speak or there's things you wouldn't say? Basically. Well, for me personally, I try not to do that just because I'm more comfortable presenting the real me. Like mm. I want them to see me for me that way later on down the track. I don't have to, you know, filter myself in mm-hmm. that way. And just like with that, I remember like I was serving a older lady mm-hmm. and like I was just talking to her like I was having a conversation with my friends yeah. and she really appreciated that. Oh. She was like, I don't get that. You don't get like normal days. conversations yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. And like it's something that like I've always thought about. I'm like, why why can't my best friend be someone that's like, you know, 30 years older than me? Like, and it's usually <laughs> because it's like, well, I don't talk to them the way I talk to my friends no. that yeah. are my age. But like at the same time, like, do I want people when I'm older to treat me like that? You know, like, I think that that's, I don't know, some people that are older are like, no, you should speak to me yeah. like, like yeah. with respect or whatever. But I feel like, you know, when I'm like a 50 year old lady, I'm sure that I'll be swearing. I'm sure that I'll be like, you know. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that I'll be like Kids some nutbag that, like, you know, wants. Like, I, I would yeah. be. It's like you get deprived of conversation, you know, because yeah. I mean? people aren't willing to talk to you mm. about things that, like, they're worried will, like, upset you or whatever. So you have end up. I know, like, my. um, I feel like whenever, like, my grandparents, like, oh, you know, we have dry conversations because no one wants to, like, talk to us about, yeah. like, Other you stuff. know, like, regular life stuff anymore you know it's an interesting point that the both of you bring up actually because so code switching that you're referring to this this is something yeah just to bring that again in case we totally forgot about that it's something that's predominantly controlled within the the prefrontal cortex it's this front part of your head for lack of a better way to put it and what's really interesting about this is that we have a limited capacity to do so so the more you do of it the less you want to do it which is why you don't have people who are 30 years older than you being really best friends because it's tiring interaction. Oh, okay. And within the aspect of this code switching, you've also got multiple factors. So you've got what we call display rules factors, which is when you're working and you're dealing with a customer that you don't like, very tiring. In fact, there have been like multiple studies that show that people are willing to accept lower pay rates if they can be rude to their customers. Yeah. Um, that's so, so it's like, oh, you don't have to care as much about that's this. Right. Oh, that's right. And that's scary. where the whole like, culture of tipping stems from that, you know, if someone treats you well, you should tip them because it's tiring for them to do that. Yeah. But within that, you've also got your social cultural factors, which stems from, you know, 
tough, especially within different cultures, when you've got like respect for people who are a bit older than you, mm. like this sort of taboo that you cannot talk to them in the same way that you talk to people who are the same age as you. Yeah. Unless, of course, you are old, then yes, they would be the same age as you. But, <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> and then this also factors in the language as well, where you've got certain languages where talking to people who are older than you use certain terms that you wouldn't use with people who are younger. Yeah. Um, of course, like, for example, in Japanese, when you talk to someone who is older than you or someone who is in a, like, your boss or someone who is in a higher position, there are certain, like, specific honorifics that you use. That yeah. You it's the same language. in Turkish as yeah. well. Yeah. That's tiring as hell. <laughs> And it's like the thing is like I can speak Turkish, mm-hmm. but like there is a certain time when like when I go back to Turkey and I have to get used to because when I'm talking to my family and stuff, mm-hmm. I don't use those sort no. of more like you know in like less personal terms yeah. like mm-hmm. you know less like um and then when I go back to Turkey, I end up like just talking to people really casually and they're like uh, you know like yeah, well, you know, it's like because I'm not why using... so rude yeah. <laughs> kind of like this girl rebellious yeah 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 kids these days are really. <laughs> Like, um, it is really interesting. Like, I noticed that um, when I'm thinking, like, when I'm translating from another language in my head between, mm. like, Turkish and English, it can be really tiring because, like, we were, we were watching this film at uni the other day and it was um, in Turkish and it was subtitled in English. Mm. And um, the tutor, like, you know, I'm watching it and I'm hearing what they're saying yeah. and I'm seeing the subtitles and I'm like, it's not... It's not really. It's not yeah, the same. It's not, it's not really yeah. matching. And then my tutor was like, "Is it what it says?" I'm like, "Not really." Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like it is kind of, but like there's, it's very, very hard sometimes to translate mm. terms. Like, um, like you'll say something. It's like you know how in English there's phrases, and it's like that doesn't even it doesn't even translate at all. No. Like, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like it's the most frustrating thing because okay, so I'm tr- I'm trilingual in the sense that I mm. speak um in. Like English, Mandarin, and Japanese all relatively to the same fluency, and so Japan and China has got a lot of like collaborative film works going on, uh, mostly with the Japanese characters being villains mm. or the Chinese <laughs> characters being villains, one way or the other, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pitching each other against. I mean, God, we've got a lot of history. Yep. But then this is then made for American audiences. All right, so just just imagine this mess here, and what happens is that often it gets dubbed. Okay, so it, it gets dubbed, and then the <laughs> subtitles match the dub. Oh, oh so I see. What yeah. happens is you're. <sighs> Ooh. Ooh. I can see this is very personal. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not even about it being mistranslated. It's that it ends up people speak. No wait, so it gets the subtitles match the original Chinese um, speech or Japanese mm. speech, but then it gets dubbed over in English. So it's in the end, it's just English subtitles with English speaking. Yeah. yeah. But the subtitles of the English don't match the English speaking. <laughs> Oh you see God. how yes. painful that becomes? Because you're like, I, I can't. I, I've never, that, that, makes, that must yeah. be horrible. No, it hurts so much. <laughs> like, it's impossible to sit through a film. It feels like some sort of, like, actual... Like an attack on you. Yeah, it's like, like, you know that this is how my brain works, and, and you're trying to rip it apart. That's that's so interesting. It's like, because your brain is, like, going, no, we know, like, mm. what... Because linguistically, you're, like, going, no, yeah. this is how it is meant to be phrased. This is how... And it's, like, breaking all the rules and yeah. you're just like like there, just there are like... two very famous tests that we use to administer this and they're very very simple and I'm sure you've probably done this before online at some point so one's called the Stroop task which is when we um, pop words out at you words like green red yellow yeah. but then the or word the wrong color that's right yeah. so that's like a prime example of code switching that breaks people's minds and the other one is um, ortholexical recall, which is where like, I could ask you, for example, it's really easy for me to ask you to name five animals. You, know, you go like bird, dog, bear, et cetera, et cetera. But if I told you to name 10 words that start with the letter B, 
um, it becomes a lot more difficult yeah. because language is organized in a semantic approach as opposed oh, to a yeah orthodox oh. approach, and our brains just can't accommodate for that. The older you get, the harder it becomes yeah. to do that sort of stuff. Yeah, if you haven't started at like a young age, and people like multilingual people who like one of the languages actually have words that are organized in terms of letters that begin with. Words. I'm not sure if there are any languages out there like that, but if there are, they actually have a plasticity which allows them to do that quite easily. Oh wow! So, like, so it's, it's like the training. way that the language yeah. is—it's almost like the way the language is arranged yeah. can like change the way that you think about mm. stuff. Like, um, I'm so sorry. Like, I mentioned this to Eunice before. Like, there was this play that I read in my undergrad, and I tried really hard to find the name of the play and everything, but I couldn't. And it was, but it was basically about like this woman who like she didn't have the words to express the things that she was feeling and yep. the more that she like she got it was basically her learning vocabulary and the more mm. that she learnt like it was like the it changed the way that she began to think because she only had certain words yeah. and like those words only pr- express certain concepts and because mm. of that like the more complex the sentences became the more complex the ideas and yeah. then like she, her opinion started to change and it was like really really interesting and like I'm sure that like it's that's so. kind of like how your mind develops when you're a kid you know yeah. it's like it's like that yeah um, yeah it makes a lot of sense and it like when I'm over at my friend's house like their family member will say something to me like they'll say a compliment let's say and then my friend she'll be like oh you know I don't know how to say this back and have it mm. be as meaningful as it is oh not yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah oh, and yeah. I'm just like oh just say it oh, and she's like it won't it won't yeah and it just comes out she's like she'll say it and I'm like oh okay <laughs> and she's like no but like it meant more in like our language and I'm like no that's all right <laughs> like right. yeah like the English language has become so diluted with a lot of like emotional terms. Yeah, mm. like things like like you tell your friends you love them. Um, I get that. You yeah, know, I, I get that you love your friends. I don't want to you know put that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but like, it's just like it, it's you've kind yeah. of like lost that touch. It doesn't quite it. mean like it's it doesn't quite mean the same thing anymore socially. Yeah. Sort of thing like. Yeah. And there is this whole like gigantic debate going on with like like a chicken and egg thing with like what comes first language or or thought, oh, and wow. this this is like sort of like the um I I believe it's part part of Freudian's work about this no, Lacanian work that goes on to what we call the symbolic realm, which is yeah. once you enter it, you can't return from it. So once you speak a language, you can only think within the frameworks of that language. Wow, the That's, same way that wow. like if I asked you what would you call the color light blue? You would call it light blue. Mm. Or would you call the color light red? You would call it pink. So we draw this like strict distinctions because of the language that we have and the way that we see the world then changes because of that. And you cannot go back from it. That's what's so That's messed really up about cool. it. It's cool, but it also yeah. sounds it's, like some horror movie or yeah, something. It really is, isn't it? Like it, it's, 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 it's a trap. It's, you can't back away from it now that you're in you it. You're part of the cult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you can't escape. Yeah. Oh, you can't escape language. That's so interesting. Um, so we have this another song coming up for you guys. This is First Things First by Pentatonics. <laughs> 